Faced with an uncertain future, many business owners and technology professionals don't have the time needed to invest in their business technology strategies. And as a result, they're afraid of their technology getting outdated and putting their company and customers' information at risk. The digital future is already here, but with all different choices in the marketplace, it's difficult to know which one will be the best fit for you and your strategic vision. Imagine having the peace of mind that your business is backed by the right technology investments that are tailored for your specific needs. Hi, I'm Brian Nichols, and I've helped countless business owners and technology professionals just like you, helping you make informed decisions about what technologies are best to invest in for your business. Voice, bandwidth, cybersecurity, business continuity, juggling all the aspects of business technology is messy. Let me help. Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash help and sign up for a free one-on-one -on -one consultation with yours truly to dig deep into where you see your company heading and how we can align your business technology towards those goals. Again, that's briannicholsshow.com forward slash help to get your simplified business technology started today. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, happy Friday there, folks. We made it to the last day of the week, and I am so excited to be sharing an awesome episode with you today. But yes, of course, I am your humble host, Brian Nichols, and today we are joined by a returning guest, but it's been a while since she was last here on the program, and now she's running for Congress, and let's make it a point, folks, to get this amazing woman elected to Congress as the first Chinese immigrant ever elected, Lily Tang Williams. Welcome back to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, thank you, Brian. I'm, uh, I'm so glad to be back. It has been a few years. Certainly has, yes, and it feels like it's been even longer in an era of COVID where we've seen everything that we never thought could possibly happen here in America with governments arbitrarily shutting down businesses, naming you essential or a non-essential worker. And I, I don't know, we're getting into a really weird area now with the vax mandates. So Lily, a, a lot's changed in the world since you were last in the show. But before we get there, let's reintroduce yourself to the Brian Nichols Show audience. You have a heck of a story that's led to where you are today as you're running for office there in New Hampshire. But yes, your story, if you would, specifically how you ended up in this case, if are, you are elected, you'll be the first ever Chinese immigrant ever elected to U.S. Congress. Well, uh, my story is very simple. I was born in communist China and I grew up in Mao's Cultural Revolution from two years old to 12 years old, and I was living on food rationing coupons with my working class poor family, my parents, and I went through the entire indoctrination in the government schools. Mao was like God to me. I was not allowed to ask any questions, and uh, I sang red songs. I only was told to and listen to the music they want me to listen to and wear the clothes they allow me to wear and live the place they um, put us trapped there to live. We could not just, uh, you know, pack up our bag and to live. So I was little slave, but I did not know that until I woke up years later in this country. And just like today, one billion Chinese are like slaves, but with cons their consent because they are brainwashed daily by the propaganda. So that's my life story and to live under that regime for 20, almost 24 years. And when I woke up in China, start to question everything, I wanted to flee China. Then it took me another two years quietly to plan my escape 
and come to this country as a legal graduate student. I was a faculty member of Shanghai Law School, so you, you, you know, you, I could not even trust anybody to, to, to say, hey, I'm going to come here. I'm not going to go back because otherwise I would not allowed to leave. So I, I made to America and I'm just so happy. Now you are looking at the American dream. Somebody who started with nothing and I'm running for Congress today. Wow, that's it's it's so exciting, truly, to see not only that you get the opportunity to run, but the reasons behind why you're you're running, Lily. And I think right there speaks to the importance of your having a voice, having this platform, because there has been, I think it was uh, Dr. Malone coined the phrase the mass psychosis. And the brainwashing that you referred to that took place in communist China under Mao, it's quite real. I saw a study that was uh, done, I forget the name of the study, but what happened was if you take a bunch of fleas, which everybody knows fleas, they jump very, very far, and you take these fleas and you put them into a glass jar and you put that lid on the jar for only three days and then you take that jar off and then you put them on the table again, the fleas will no longer jump high. They will only jump as high as the jar lid would have allowed them to jump, and they will forever only jump that high, and then they'll teach their, their offspring that that's the only way to jump, and it'll be bred into their society going forward, and it has ruined the entire generations thereof of those fleas. And we see that very eerie similarity between what's happened in the 1950s and 60s over in China and what we're seeing happen today and and that's maybe where we can focus why you're running for congress in new hampshire is yes we've seen some things that we never thought we'd see here in america taking place lily and let's talk about that what what are you seeing right now up in new hampshire specifically that you said i need to make sure i'm getting my story out there but also leading the charge down on capitol hill well i have been educator for past five years to go into schools and colleges high schools and to teach kids about horrors of communism and uh, let them know what is even going on in today's China under one-party dictatorship. It's not something they hear from their teachers in schools and not something they're taught. But during the last two years, COVID shutdowns, I was even more terrified to see the rise of authoritarianism in not just the United States, in all of the free democratic country supposed to be the free world it's like if we were really free world then why they are all taking the tactics out of the communist party's playbook to make people live in fear to control the media and the social media narratives and the politicians and and embed with a big tech to inform kind of uh, talking points and uh, why then we had so-called you know, 2020 riots and lootings and, you know, um, burning going on. I was having PTSD during 2020. I saw all that red guards like young people burning down our cities and the justified and looting. And then when the health bureaucrats come out to say to go out to protest, join the BLM, and it's not threat to the spread of the virus. It's like, oh, virus is political and it depends on choose and likes of unelected bureaucrats. I was just totally and terrified because I saw division of society like this before under Mao. I saw the total chaos and even include defund police like this in Mao's China. 
I saw people tortured to death, going through struggle sessions, apologize for their past, for their families, and who were born so-called black class families. And if you're black class, you are enemy of the people, but actually enemy of the state. So this kind of arbitrary division of our citizen is happening here. That's why you have the whole country so divided. It really saddens me. People cannot see the writings on the wall. This is the communist cultural revolution happening. On American soil, I call them my second cultural revolution. That's why I said I got to do more to save the country I love. So you will not become like the country I left. Well, there you go. And that's exactly why we're having you on the program, because we got to have more people out there like you, Lily. And let's focus on what you're focusing on. And that would be if you had the opportunity to serve New Hampshire out in a, in the Capitol uh, Hill, what would that look like from a Lily Tang Williams perspective as you approach governance? What are you seeing as the top of mind issues that need addressing immediately? Well, just imagine somebody who survived communism and mass cultural revolution on the floor of U.S. Congress to call out progressive socialist agendas and the policies are going to make us poor, equally slaved, and dumber, and even more unfair. That's the typical communist and socialist technique. We offer you some free stuff, rely on government, even though they will print money, inflate money without any sound economic politics, um, policies to, to offer free college and free health care, child care, all that stuff to get you on their wagon to go down the socialist country path. That's what Mao did. Promise you something, it never came. You temporarily make you feel good once they have a total control and our country, a free country will be gone. And, uh, and I'm the best person to do that. You know, there is a huge progressive caucus in the house, right? <laughs> you know, LC is a part of it. And they want to sell people the failure, central planning, socialist policies, Green New Deals, more government control and regulations and demonize capitalists and profits and you know, it's like their policies cause lots of issues today, but they want you to blame on wrong reasons. And I will call that out. I will never vote for any of those bills that I don't even have time to read. I will not vote for them. I will call them out to say, hey, you know what? That's what they did in China. <laughs> Yeah, we have to we have to pass the bill before we can read it. I think those are the famous last words of Nancy Pelosi yes, with the first right, the Affordable right. Care Act. And you you actually read exactly where my head was going because you see this, right? The squad, the progressive members uh, down in Washington. And I mean, Lily, I don't want to speak for you, but it must drive you mad to hear them promote these just not only failed policies, but policies that you've experienced firsthand. Well, that uh, people just don't know. Once, uh, once they have that kind of economy and government control, guess what? There'll be no more middle class. And we all be equally poor. Pretty soon gonna live on food rationing, gas rationing, and, and, uh, and you totally rely on government. That's how they do it. They will take away your individual initiatives and framework capitalism, and the government will come in to dictate the economy and to control the industries in the name of equity and social justice. Those are communist terms, equity 
There's no way you can have an equity equal outcome without government use of force to take away from a productive citizens to redistribute wealth. You know, people who know history, they know that's not going to happen. So equity is a Marxist term. Why do our college students buy into that? And I see today's cancel culture, silence dissident voices, and marginalized parental rights are all the same thing I saw in China. And so I'm the best person to give people personal stories and make the comparisons and stop that kind of agenda. We have to win over the people in the middle, and especially our young people who are not politically aware, who bought into lefty agendas, who bought into demonize America, critical race theory, or judge people on their skin color and race. I say no, because that kind of division and the divide and conquer is just typical. They're tactics. It's not about skin color race. It's about a revolution, the cultural revolution to destroy our country, our institutions, our education, and the industry, all they use. So they can have total control of a greatest country on earth. If that happens, the world will fall into a very dark place. And the Chinese Communist Party will be very happy. We've seen over the past few years, there's been a resurgence. Um, and it hasn't really been talked about. It's always been focused on Russia, which, you know, obviously we've seen the culmination of that Russia conversation to where we are today over there. But when you look at what has actually been taking place behind the scenes, China has been the one really going out of their way to meddle more in American affairs. I mean, I, I, I think it's funny how, is it funny or is it tragic, how short the memory is of your average American where we had a sitting congressman who I think was on the Foreign Affairs Committee, if I, my memory serves me correct, who had a Chinese Communist Party spy on his staff that he was sleeping with. I, I mean... I think that might be a big red flag, no pun intended, but here we, we, we are, and yet it doesn't get talked about, Lily. And is it, do you see this being more of a, I mean, it's, is it covert anymore approach to get the, the failed communist policies of yesteryear into action today, or is it something else? Well, the CCP has been allowed to infiltrate into United States and other Western democratic countries like Australia, um, Canada, and EU. We allowed Confucius Institute under Obama to come to, into our country, funded by CCP, to go to our high schools and colleges and their teachers trained by China to go to our schools and to promote China. How wonderful, glorious China is. And they, if they take their money, they have to comply with China laws. And there are so many spies in this country. Recently, five spies indicted by Department of Justice in New York. A one girl, 25 years old Chinese, and killed a human rights lawyer in New York City. It, the infiltration is so deep. Not just our congressmen sleep with Fang Fang, but also our Elected officials, their families making deals with the Chinese government. Our war corporations are afraid to call out China, but instead of making money in the world's largest second economy. The thing is, though, people want to make profits. I understand that. 
But the thing is, so China take advantage of that and bully people into silence. You dare not to call out your human rights abuses. If you want to make any deals, you know, to sell anything into 1.4 Chinese consumers, Russia economy is 1.8 trillion. China's economy is 18 trillion dollars. So how are we going to deal with China? We need to. And you know, start to put the strategies together now. If they invade Taiwan, what are we gonna do? If we still continue rely on China for the supply chains, antibiotics materials, and the market to make you money, like include Hollywood, social medias, and and all the you know and corporations, we will be in deep trouble because you know we do have a kind of global economy now, but they're not reliable partners. For international trade, for anything, instead they actually use their money. We we you know uh, allow them to expand into every world, and to expand the government to expand their power. She has a China dream. By two twenty thirty, he would like to see China to be the number one dominance power in the world. And think about that. Everybody is subject to Communist Party rule. How scary is that? Time to wake up. Time to ask questions. <laughs> Time to ask a lot of questions. And I think that starts with, and you mentioned this in one of your, your earlier responses, the education system. Lily, we've seen, you know, of all the, the insanity over the past few years with COVID, one shining little beacon of hope has been parents waking up and saying, my kid was learning what in class? Because all of a sudden, everything was brought home, right? Now, instead of having the teacher talk to the student in the the privacy, the protection of the classroom, air quotes there, um, now, all of a sudden, it was right there on the Zoom screen. And parents were, were getting angry. Now, I say, why haven't you been angry and paying attention for, I don't know, the past how many decades? But hey, at least you're paying attention now. And we're seeing parents starting to fight back. So you mentioned academia. We've seen... The conversation obviously drift towards critical race theory over the past few years, and I think that is a conversation that I never thought would actually be on the the, the stage and the, the playing field that it is, but I'm actually thankful that we're having the conversation. Do you see similarities, Lily, when you're talking about critical race, uh, critical race theory, CRT, and we're seeing it being, if, if not talked or, or taught in schools, but talked about in schools, and it's similarity to what you experienced back in Mao's China? Of course, uh, uh, I, I've been talking about this across the country. Mao divided people into oppressor versus oppressed. Sounds familiar, right? Mm. And they're under oppressor. There are five black classes, like landlord, rich farmers, rightists, bad influencers, county revolutionary, who define those arbitrary terms. Of course, the party. And the under press. It's like a five red classes. You talk about workers, peasants, and, and revolutionary soldiers, party officials, heroes. Those kind of artificial, arbitrary division is a basis for him to use urban youth, red guards, to torture those black class families, make them go through struggle sessions, apologize for themselves. If they don't do that right, they go to, you know, labor camps. 20 million people died during his 10 years cultural revolution. And, uh, and what are we teaching our kids? It's also something. It's not based on the individual merit after civil rights movements. America has moved forward. And I have lots of friends from all walks life 
busy pursue their American dream and starting business, and even immigrates trying desperately to come to this country to live in American dream. But not that's not what our te teachers are teaching our kids. You got the question: Where do they get their curriculum, and who approved those curriculum? And the NEA wants to teach. 14,000 school district push for critical race theory. And uh, is that uh, good for our country? Is that good for separation of people based on their skin color? That's going backward. That's a new racism. And I totally reject that. Because, you know, like you said, the parents are waking up because of the two-year shutdowns and, and, and some saw their curriculum on, you know, homeschool, uh, like on computers. Like, what, what are you learning? And so the COVID shutdowns woke up lots of parents as a giant group now fighting this all over the country. But the teachers unions, NEA, is pushing back. Remember the FBI now could identify you as domestic terrorist? Uh, if your parents are angry, show up in school board meetings. I have somebody told me she show up at school board meeting and somebody, you know, like complain about her therapist license. So she couldn't lose her job as a therapist because she went to school board meetings against this transgender ideology pushing our kids. Like a K-2 third grade in Florida, they passed this bill to say you cannot teach transgender this sex subject to little kids. They even don't know who they are yet. And But then they control the word to say, that's called a don't say gay bill. It's a parental rights bill, not... No case name mentioned it, but they control the words. So that's exactly communist tactic. You control the words, you control the narratives, you control the media and classrooms. Guess what? That's how you lose a generation of people and support their agenda easily. We got to wake up to their tactics and call them out. You awake yet, folks? I certainly hope so, because, I mean, we're at a point right now where, yeah, stuff is hitting the fan, and Lily's sounding the alarm, not just because she wants to sound the alarm, because she's experienced this firsthand, and Lily, that speaks to why I'm just, I'm so impressed with you going out and taking the step to actually lead, and, and not just lead, but now try to go to Washington and bring some sanity back and join our friends like Congressman Thomas Massey and Senators Rand Paul where they so desperately need the allies right now. So let's uh, let's do this as we go towards the tail end of the conversation. I want to give you the platform here to paint the picture. You have the opportunity, like we mentioned, to be the first Chinese immigrant to be elected to U.S. Congress. And I think folks will tell that, that you'll be an absolute firebrand if elected. So let's go towards November. Lily Tang Williams, you are elected to Congress. Then what? Like you said... I will, one person cannot do much in Congress, but if I team up with uh, the good congressman, congresswoman, and the senators together, then we, we, they will need the reinforcement because my congresswoman right now in New Hampshire has been there for 10 years and she votes with Pelosi 99% of time. And uh, um, she has been there, as I said, 10 years and lots of people complain about her policies and what she did to New Hampshire people. So I need to go there to uh, reverse that trend. You know, Congress reading is really low. Um, and uh, of course, Biden is very low too. But uh, the thing is so that uh, people elected their representatives 
to to in line with their values. So what I will do is to work with those liberty-minded Republicans on our side and to push for you know sound money policies and stop spending out of control spending and the printing money, inflate money. People complaining about inflation. It happened before the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Gas price already doubled that time, and there are you know everything's cost is going up, and people are suffering. But then they're gonna offer you some stimulus checks and pay you to stay home by high unemployment and, and premiums, so you don't have incentive to work. Those kind of policies are so bad for our economy, for our jobs, also create the government dependency. So they get you totally control. Plus, we don't have the money. We're gonna rely on China to continue to to like uh, borrow to print. That's not some economical policy at all. The energy independence is very important. I, you know, I'm already calling my state of New Hampshire and the, the Congress suspend all the federal and the state level gas taxes, which ends up like a forty and six cents per gallon to reduce the working class, you know, the gas pump pain right now. And education, I totally support parental rights and uh, totally support school choice. Educational freedom account in New Hampshire is doing great. But the teachers union Democrats are trying to repeal that. And they also trying to repeal our state law to say you cannot teach debating. You cannot teach, you know, critical race theory, divisive concept like that in our schools. And they, they're, they're lying about it. They say, oh, you don't allow us to teach history? <laughs> I said, you know, that's like, <laughs> say, look, control the world. Immediate lies. It's not about history. You teach slavery. You teach racist history of the United States, you know, which is not our bright spot of our history. But how about they teach MLK, civil rights movement? They teach horror of communism. So there are lots of things they can teach. But they're saying so. And they they control the narratives. Lots of people who vote for them just buy into their narratives and never do research on their own. So we got to constantly tell people the truth and also stop this cancel culture, big tech censorship. We got to figure something about this surveillance censorship, just like a Communist Party do. They 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 control all the narratives, all the media, all the press, and they are funding money into United States to support their own kind of right kind of media and corporations, even social media. There are trolls everywhere who troll me even. So we got to figure out something to do with that. But if we cannot have free speech, guess what's going to happen? We're going to lose this country. We have to rely on our second amendment right to defend ourselves. But I prefer we use our free speech ideas and thoughts to win people over to support the civil liberties that we need to protect. There you go, folks. Well, if I have not heard a better call to action in recent uh, memory, well, my, my mind is definitely going to be uh, restarted here at this one because it's a heck of a call to action. So, folks, if you enjoyed what we heard today from Lily Tang Williams, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Go to your podcast catcher. Click the artwork. It'll bring you right to BrianNicholsShow.com where you can find today's episode, including all of Lily's social media links, including her website, LilyTangWilliams.com, which for you video watchers, you're scrolling at the bottom of your screen and also will have the entire transcript of today's episode as well but folks please again do me a solid when you go out and uh, if you enjoy this episode please give it a share and when you do give yours truly a tag as well and make sure you go ahead and tag lily tang williams as well but with that being said it's brian nichols signing off here on the brian nichols show for lily tang williams we'll see you next week
Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. Want to help us reach more people? Give the show a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Find us at briannicholsshow.com and download the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on social media at bnicholsliberty and consider donating to the show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. This is renegade statesman Eric Brakey, host of Free America Now, a podcast for people ready to strike down tyranny. As a former state legislator who knows how the political machine works, I lead every episode with a free-range discussion alongside thinkers, activists, and policymakers. People like Tom Woods, Hannah Cox, and WWE superstar and Knox County Mayor Glenn Kane Jacobs on just how to free America now. New episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, and you can find Free America Now on your favorite podcasting app. So be sure to subscribe, unless you're a communist, in which case I understand why you wouldn't really like the show. Furthermore, my opinion is the Federal Reserve should be destroyed, so let's free America now.